The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. I often wake up in the morning and I think, I don't even know what I'm working toward. I mean, my lo- I have these long-term goals, but they're like so far in the future. But then I just think, can I find or create three building blocks today? If I can just find and save in my notes three, what I mean by building blocks is just a note that has some kind of knowledge or information that will be useful over the long-term. If I finish the day and I've saved three things that are going to be evergreen and useful for the long-term, my job is done. Welcome back to the next Big Idea Daily. I'm your host, Michael Kovnett, and all this week, we're building a brain. No, you haven't accidentally stumbled onto a sci-fi podcast. We're building a second brain along the lines devised by my guest, Tiago Forte, in his new book, Building a Second Brain, a proven method to organize your digital life and unlock your creative potential. Yesterday, Tiago presented the overall value of creating a system to collect all the data, ideas, and inspiration you come across every day. Today, he's going to start describing the elements of that system. First and foremost, you should learn to think small. We're constantly told to think big and to set grand, audacious goals, but merely setting lofty goals doesn't change anything. We need to find a source of leverage that allows us to achieve more while putting in less and less effort over time if we ever want to enjoy the life we've created. Instead of thinking big, I advise you to think small. Specifically, what are the smallest building blocks of your work you can begin to collect as fuel for your imagination? Like a kid playing with Legos, the sheer number and variety of building blocks at your disposal directly contributes to the quality of the creative works you can produce. If your output is slide presentations, start collecting images, graphs, useful slide layouts, and stock photos. If you're a writer, start assembling ideas for stories, character sketches, and photos of interesting locations. If you're a designer, collect snapshots of colors, shapes, and patterns that strike you as original or interesting. When you sit down to create something new, it's too late to do a bunch of new research. That research needs to already be done. By collecting lots of building blocks at your fingertips, you'll have many options to choose from and never have to start from scratch. All that will be left is to assemble them together into something greater than the sum of its parts. Okay, I think I need some more examples of thinking small. What's another one, maybe from your work or from someone you've worked with, where the value of thinking small became very clear to you? The way I think of it is, if you're trying to create something, the quality and the scope, the scale of what you're trying to create is very directly linked to your building blocks. Mm -hmm. How many building blocks do you have? How good of building blocks are they? How well organized or categorized or prepared are those building blocks? Mm -hmm. How quickly can you find the building block you need? How efficiently can you connect those building blocks together? How much confidence do you have in doing so? This is almost like getting creativity and kind of boiling it down to almost like an engineering process. Mm -hmm. You know, like almost like a manufacturing assembly line of just accumulating parts 
assembling them together and then shipping them out the door. Mm -hmm. um, creativity has always been so mysterious to me and vague, like ambiguous. Right. I find it helpful to boil it down to, to something concrete that I can work with. And I can give you an example. Yeah. Creating a website, I think is a good one. That's one of the sort of digital creative uh, endeavors that I think the largest number of people will do at some point, mm -hmm. right? And it doesn't have to be, I mean, it could be a full-fledged, you know, company website or even just a personal blog or a Squarespace site. Well, if you've ever had that experience of creating any kind of site, creating the site is not hard or time-consuming. Mostly what's time-consuming and difficult is finding all the pieces. You have to have the photos ready. Mm -hmm. You have to have the text and the headings. You have to have the sections. You have to have the links. Those are what I think of as building blocks, just the pieces of information that when the time comes to insert that image or add that link, you're not like, oh, shoot, where is that? Let me go find it. It's right there at hand. Yeah. Um, and really, I think almost any project is that way. It's mostly assembling building blocks. And once you have them, you almost just snap them together into yeah. something that you're trying to make. Is it also partly this idea that we might not know what we're making until we've played around with our building blocks enough, you know, like you can set out an idea, like I want to build the most beautiful website in the world, or I'm going to write the best novel, but you know, that's a big daunting idea and you might, it might not have any shape to it, but if you know, I've got this piece of, I've got this photo and I've got this piece of text, I've got this, you know, if I'm, I'm, I'm actually working on a screenplay at the moment and I, I am toggling back and forth between trying to think of, you know, the overall shape of this thing and then just go, well, I've got this character sketch and I've got this scene idea and I've got this little piece. And maybe if I just fiddle around with them enough and reorganize them, the larger structure will emerge from that. And the, the screenplay might just kind of be built from the bottom up. So this is such a subtle point, but such an important one. You're absolutely right. There's this paradox, I think, with especially with creative work, where by the time you know what you want to create, it's almost, in a sense, too late to do the research. Mm -hmm. You almost need to have already done the research. You need to already have the material before you even knew how you were going to use it. Mm -hmm. And also, we live in a world of uncertainty. You just don't know what's coming next week, next, next month, next year. Mm -hmm. I often wake up in the morning and I think, I don't even know what I'm working toward. I mean, my mm -hmm. I have these long-term goals, but they're like so far in the future. But then I just think, can I find or create three building blocks today? Mm. If I can just find and save in my notes three, what I mean by building blocks is just a note mm -hmm. that has some kind of knowledge or information that will be useful over the long-term. Mm. If I finish the day and I've saved three things that are going to be evergreen and useful for the long-term, my job is done. I did my part. And over time, I mean, think about three per day over the course of a year. That's a thousand building blocks in one year. Right. A thousand notes so that when the time comes to write a book or an article or do whatever, I could just open. When I open up my note taking app, it's like Christmas. It's just like, <laughs> wow, look at this just fantastical world of knowledge, all of which I've decided to save here. Mm -hmm. No one else told me what goes in there. And it's just, I feel like it's, I'm a kid in a playground, just in there finding things and playing with things and opening things up. I guess, let me just bring it back to this, the second brain idea. So you're telling me I should think small and you're telling me I should have a second brain. So it's part of the idea that the second brain is where 
it, it's my tool for collecting all these building blocks. Even if I don't know how they're going to come together, I need a place to store them. Yeah, I think one reason people like to set this big, hairy, audacious goal and then give themselves over to it completely and stay completely focused on that is it's simpler. Hmm. It's simpler to have one all-consuming goal, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a very top-down approach. You're like starting with the goal and then, and then kind of going down from there. Mm -hmm. But what we're describing is a bottom-up approach where you don't know where you're headed. You don't know where it's all gonna end up, but you're still collecting things. And then they're almost growing like plants, like a garden. As they connect and grow and merge and evolve, then you ask yourself, what is all this building up to? You know, that's, that's a wonderful approach, this bottom-up approach, but it's a little more complex. You're having to keep track of and cultivate and nurture lots of little things. You can't do that in your first brain. Your first brain can't remember lots of little things. You need a, a place, a centralized, you know, home for all those little, kind of little experiments and little seedlings that you're planting. Well, that's it for today. Tiago will be back tomorrow to share another principle from his building a second brain technique. If you're into this kind of stuff, consider trying out our next Big Idea Club. It's an honest-to-goodness book club where members get a curated selection of the best nonfiction sent right to their door, as chosen by Malcolm Gladwell, Dan Pink, Susan Cain, and Adam Grant. If you'd like to give it a try, go to nextbigideaclub.com and use promo code DAILY to get 10% off. I'm Michael Cobnett. See you tomorrow.